Hi, Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound. We are going to unwind a little bit more about what happens when we break it off, take off, kick them out, and they come buzzing back around. Again, we call that hoovering after Hoover brand vacuum cleaners. They're trying to suck us back in. Really, more than pulling us back in, they're concentrating on discovering whether they are safe or not. Because when we take off, when we end things, they're afraid. They don't know what we're going to do. They don't know what we're going to do about what we know about what they've done or what we know about who they are. They just don't know. And then the next thing a lot of us turn to is the police. We think of filing a restraining order or a protection order. And this seems logical in our normal social world, our society. We have people around us telling us that sounds like a great idea. Get a protection order so he can't come near you or she can't come near you. As logical as this sounds, it is not always the best choice. In our own situations, only we can make that decision. The thing about a protection order or a restraining order, it takes us into the legal system. And to file it, we go to the courthouse and you pay a fee to file this restraining order. You have to give a lot of details, such as their exact address, where they are at that moment, residing or sleeping at least a good portion of the nights or days, so that they can be served by what's called a process server. It's usually a sheriff. Sometimes it's someone from an attorney's office, if you hired an attorney to do this for you. And they go and officially serve this uh, person with the documents stating you have had a protection order filed against you, meaning, you know, someone's requesting this restraining order or protection order against you. And of course, they see who that someone is. Our name is going to be there. In their simple, simple brains, all they see is a threat and you are the threat. So some of them who know about using courts will go into the legal system further and use that to file things against you. Some of them do not. What they do in response to us filing a protection order or restraining order is really based on what has come before. This is a place where our gut instinct really is useful. You want to let that kick in and trust yourself, trust your life. The sociopath I married had never been violent with me, but after I kicked him out and filed for an annulment, his response was to file a restraining order against me. And I knew that he could kill me if he wanted to. If he thought that was a good idea, if he thought that's what was needed for his own safety, I knew this was possible, that he was capable of this, and he had never been violent with me. We each have to decide for ourselves what is the best action for our own well-being to get this person out of our life as smoothly as possible, as quickly as possible. We are going to be terrified no matter what.
we're, you know, at the end of this horrific trauma, we've realized this is something so bizarre that at the end, in the aftermath, there's more fear than there was while we were with them. That's normal. That's our body's fear center over activity and our emotional brain and our thinking brain is underactive. That's what post-traumatic stress is. That's the mental state of it. And we can rebalance all of that. Trust your gut about what to do versus maybe some things people around you are telling you to do because they really may not understand what this is far less than we might understand what it is. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. The way that they respond will depend on what has gone on beforehand in large part. What they're doing in their heads is embarking on a self-defense campaign. We have become a threat more than we were simply by breaking up or ending it. And the way they handle it is to attack us, to come after us. When we do something as obvious as a restraining order, in their minds, we're going to tell everyone everything, and they are in big, big hot water. They don't want to be exposed. They can't be in, quote, hot water, no matter what they've done. In their minds, This just isn't acceptable, and they don't understand our societal conventions. They don't realize they could simply and easily handle receiving a protection order filing by going along with it, showing up at the hearing, making some kind of reasonable defense if they feel, you know, they need to, and accepting the ruling, a restraining order. Okay, stay physically away from this person. Don't contact this person. This is not what happens. This is when some of them will come after their former prey in a really horrific physical sense. Most of us are completely unfamiliar with needing police, interacting with police or law, going to court, We don't know the process that's going to unfold when we file a restraining order or take any kind of court filing. Once that is stepped into, we can't go back. The court process has to continue. Again, you have to trust your gut. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what anyone around you says. Trust your gut. You know this particular parasitic predator. Take in as much as you possibly can about the real reality of how this pathology works, how their minds work. They're incredibly simplistic. They want to be safe so they can continue doing and being what they are, and they want to take as much as possible. They do want to take more from any of us if they can, but bottom line is their requirement when we take off or kick them out is that they feel safe. They need to think that we are not a threat to their freedom. They need to believe and see from their point of view that we are not exposing them. Now, I know this is hard to swallow. 
because we want to tell the world. We want them to pay for what they've done through court, through, you know, being put in jail, being arrested. We want to warn the other women. All of this is natural, absolutely. And we will do some of it and trust your gut on it. The other women may or may not be responsive to us. The other men as well. I don't mean to say this only happens with a male sociopath and female prey. It is across all genders. A sociopath can be any gender and they want to bring in any other living person of any gender to use for their benefit. They do not discriminate in who they prey upon. In the short run, in the long run, across the board, what creates our safety is understanding this pathology. I can only go back to that because it's true. If we understand this really tiny, simplistic and specific brain, its primal, raw needs and motivations, we begin to realize we are the one that is in control. Yes, they are dangerous. Absolutely. 100%. But they need us. They're the parasite. They're the predator. That is the weakest life form on the planet, I think. If your very existence is dependent on living off of another life, how strong are you? Anyway, hoovering, right? They want to make sure they're safe. They want to make sure they can keep living as this parasite without any interference, without being put in jail. Although I'll tell you, once they get there, they really don't mind. It's a place they're free to be exactly what they are. They're surrounded by others of the same mental condition, as well as people who are not of that mental condition. It's what makes prison or jail so dangerous is this cesspool of this. They get to be exactly what they are. They get fed and housed, and they can continue using people at their will. They really don't mind it when they get there. They're going to fight it all the way, and typically they continue to deny that they have done anything that someone might accuse them of doing. It's just the way their brains work. This is Jennifer Smith, True Love Scam Recovery, Narcissistic Abuse Unwound.